What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of the 610 Podcast. I am your host, Jay Hollihan, and we are back tonight on this Wednesday evening discussing the Phillies taking two out of three from the Los Angeles Angels. Now, typically after a Phillies series win, I'm pretty excited, Um, you know, and I'm pretty stoked to talk about, you know, how it went and what's to come. But obviously, if you've lost the final game, it, the mood's a little mute um, compared to what it could have been, you know, had they pulled off the sweep today. But um, they did go 7-2 and two on the homestand, so that's obviously great to see. They hit a ton of home runs, um, you know, which was exciting. But, you know, I, I'm kind of on here right now, and, I, and I'm on here to talk about, you know, what happened. The, we'll get into the recap and whatnot. But I also want to mention some things that I heard today, you know, on Philadelphia sports um, media outlets that, you know, kind of irked me. Um you know, kind of made me a little annoyed right now with where some people's thinking um, is in terms of what's to come and what's expected right now. So I'll get into that later. I want to recap everything first, and I'm not going to go right through, um, you know, just give you quick snippets i'm gonna really sit here and you know try and try and dissect it and you know remember you know the feelings of the first two games and then obviously today so game one the phillies win six to four um taiwan walker on the mound look he battled i mean this is kind of the second game right where you just say taiwan walker battled and i feel like it's kind of become more of a more of the case you know in june he had a really strong June and July for the most part he had a pretty strong month there as well but in August you know we've seen the velocity dip and then you know they skip a start with him so you know give him some rest and I think um you know right now with Walker him eating innings and limiting damage is the best case scenario for him because you know, and and to fairly judge him, might I add, I don't think it's it's great to sit here and kind of you know get get on him for giving up you know three runs I think in game one yeah three runs and eight hits without mentioning you know with what's been kind of going on recently and how he's kind of trying to get back to that form. I believe the velocity was still down against the Angels, but. You know, overall, he did a he did a pretty pretty terrific job out there for you. So, you know, gave up um, an RBI in the first. The Phillies come back with a Trey Turner solo homer. 
Um, then Brandon Drury had a two RBI single, um, you know, to score the second and third runs of the game, and it's three to one now. Angels. Then Bryce Harper with a laser home run to tie it up. Trey Turner with uh, with a two run homer in the fifth. And then Moniak in his first game back against his former club um, puts an RBI on the board. And then Brandon Marsh in his first game playing against the Angels gives the Phillies some insurance. Bullpen did good. Um, bullpen actually, you know, really did great uh, in this one. I mean, I really liked what I saw out of everyone, you know, from Strom to Kimbrell. It was a really solid job. And, um, yeah, so the Phillies take game one, then we move on to game two last night. Really exciting game. I mean, one of those that you just have to sit back and just say to yourself, you know, really, wow. Like, I, you know, this is insane. Um, but starting pitching again, Michael Lorenzen, you know, I think his issue has been since that no-hitter, he threw... Eight innings in his first game with the Phillies down in Miami, and then nine innings, 124 pitches um, two weeks ago in that no-no. Well, with actually three weeks ago now, I think. Wow. Um, well, I think with that, it it, it was tough for him to kind of go out there right away and put together. Um, put together you know some more starts like that maybe he's putting too much pressure on himself I'm not sure um but the Angels score first then Harper answers back then it was a single back to the pitcher um and a throwing error by Lorenzen then Schwarber tied it up then the next thing you know the Angels are up 4-2 and you go to the bottom of the sixth with one on um, they walk Bryce Harper, which I mean, you know, with how hot he is, it's kind of, it's reasonable. But then Alec Bohm pulls a ball, which is kind of interesting and low too. He pulled that thing and, you know, that was a nice homer, obviously. Johan Rojas, you know, with a nice little, uh, squeeze bunt to put you up 6-4. Trey Turner with a triple, um, Angels got one back in the seventh, but then JT had an RBI single, which is great to see. Bryson Stott puts on um, a two-run bomb. And then Trey Turner with his second homer of the night. And I heard a caller this morning call into the Fanatic on 97.5 and said, you know, you ever just watch, you know, moments on TV, sports moments where you just kind of sit back and you just, you know, you laugh? Um that was the feeling I got when I saw that Trey Turner home run. Like when I saw it going through the air, I was saying out loud, no way. I mean, this is not about to go out again. They're about to hit another home run. He's about to hit another home run like Trey Turner, really. Um, and yeah, and when the game 12-7, things got a little dicey there in the ninth, but you know, they came through, um, finished them off and, uh, they had the series win. All right, now, and I just alluded it, alluded to that, my next 
talking point here with the with what really bothered me um with the Philadelphia sports outlets what i'm hearing right now is we're in the playoffs we've punched our ticket we've made it through the season already we've already gotten through the brewers and the braves why are we talking about the postseason? Why are people asking Rob Thompson, and I'm not going to name names because I don't want to embarrass anyone. You know, I, you know I, I respect everyone out there. I respect their opinions. But I'm just saying, pump the brakes. Why are, and I know it's your job to ask. I know it's your job. But I'm hearing it too much about Nolan Wheeler being your one-two combo going into the wild card. Okay, great. You know what? When we're nearing that spot, and if we were 10, 15 games up on the top spot in the wild card, I might say, okay, that's fine. You know, that's a little more of a cushion. But to ask that question when at the time you were only four games, were five games up. The Cubs won today, and I'll get into it in a second here. The Phillies lost. Um, and now it's just, I think, a three-game lead for the top spot in the wild card for the Phillies. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why, this doesn't, this just doesn't feel right. I don't like this. I don't like that they're doing this. This is like, you know, um, Cleveland putting the champagne and taping off the clubhouse you know, and rolling the champagne card in, and then the Marlins coming back and beating them, and they got to tear everything down. I don't think that's right to do. And then, again, I heard someone call in, and it was about, you know, well, do you think that the Phillies players are going to get complacent because of the you know, fans kind of getting a little too optimistic, basically what I'm reiterating. And the person said, oh, no, no, the Phillies, you know, they're, you know, they're just happy they play in a stadium with with uh, fans that really care and, and they don't pay attention. They're, you know, no, they don't, they're, they're, they're going to be fine. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Didn't Bryce Harper just say, Last night that he was driving to Citizens Bank Park and he heard a fan call in and that got him hyped up. You're like, yeah, man, they they listen. Um, unless that was sarcasm, which I didn't, I didn't feel it because it didn't seem like it to me. It seemed ignorant and it seemed like you're too darn confident in this team right now. And it makes me think... You're just bandwagoning them. A lot of these people are. And it's kind of annoying because it's like, guys, really? If you jinx it and spoil it for the rest of us, I'm going to be ticked. You know, I'm already ticked enough with the bullpen. We'll get to that in a second in the pitching over the last three days. But I'm going to be really ticked with the getting everyone's hopes so high to have them come crashing down if if things don't work out the way you want them to in September. 
So let's get into game three of this three-game series. So it starts off, Christopher Sanchez on the mound, um, got nicked up in the second. He wasn't, you know, himself today. Um, just didn't seem like he had it there. I thought he, uh, you know, I thought the Angels were kind of all over him. I mean, you know, Logan O'Hoppy caught Sanchez, I believe, in the minors. So he's familiar with him. He's familiar with his stuff. Um, so I think that may have been an issue there. But I don't think Ohapi caught any of the relievers the Phillies used today. Maybe aside from Sir Anthony, actually. But the Phillies tied up at two. The Angels get a 5-2 lead. The Phillies come back on a three-run homer by Trey Turner to give it give you a 6-5 lead. Angels answer right back to make it 7-6. Not right back, but in uh in the in an inning later. And then Bryce Harper, half an inning later, hits his 300th career home run. And I'm at the vet with my dog, and when I get home, I see the top of the ninth. And the Phillies end up losing 10-8. to Ticked me off. It ticked me off when I was hearing at times, you know, oh, well, you know, we got them right where we want them. You know, they, they got a lead, but we got them right where we want them. Like, I know it's kind of sarcasm and it's just kind of playful humor. But, guys, come on. I mean, you're getting way too comfortable with this and you're setting yourself up for failure and the worst part about it is you're going to drag every one of us down with you instead of being cautious and saying, listen, it's great you can score this many runs, but your pitching has to come through. The last three days, the pitching did not come through. The Angels aren't really playing for anything at this point. And at times, it almost seemed like they were hungrier. Thank God the Phillies bats did come to life. But when it came to the pitching, it seemed like the bats in the opposing clubhouse were hungrier. And that, to me, irks me to the core. Because no one should want it more than these guys. And I'm hearing stuff like, oh, well, you know, unfinished business. You know, you get the feeling, you know, what offense is better this year's or last year? Ha, ha, ha. It's like, really? The pennant winning team can to the team that screwed around all you know for majority uh, of the beginning of the season and you know if they would have played up to par you'd be duking it out with the Braves right now for the division the Braves fans and the Braves you know outlets sports outlets they can say that in Atlanta they got a 13 game cushion and they're gonna find out real people are gonna find out here real fast that you can't live and die by the long ball, and you can't live and die through your offense. Things have to be clicking on all cylinders. Saw that last year. Again, this is what makes me feel like half of these people are bandwagoners because they're like, oh, the offense is so much better. Like, really? Last year's offense was pretty dang good. Last year's offense was really clutch. Last year's offense had a, you know, maybe this year's offense is, is better you know, in terms of the numbers through August. But I remember last year being pretty darn special, too. 
Um, maybe you don't because it, it just feels like you started watching game one of, uh, of the wild card series. All right. So Friday, the Phillies start game one against the Milwaukee Brewers time on the, uh, East coast, eight ten. Zach Wheeler on the bump for the Phils, three five nine ERA, ten and six one loss record. Now here's what I don't mind. I don't mind questions about how do you feel about Zach Wheeler, Cy Young candidacy, because I think it's important. I think Zach Wheeler, you know, the confidence, you know, he's feeling the confidence right now. He's feeling the buzz that people are starting to talk about him. Because I'll be honest, I was really down on him throughout most of the season, really down on him. I'm happy that he's, you know, last two starts have been really, really so- Well, I'll say the last start was really solid, and aside from the first inning, the start before was really, really solid. Actually, you want to talk about it, the last three, four starts have been pretty darn good out of Zach Wheeler. Actually, you could go back the whole month of August was really good for Zach Wheeler. He had a 3 ERA. Wow, I didn't even... I didn't even realize all the way back to the Marlins game, the the blown extra innings game. He was he was pretty good. All right. So last time Wheeler went out against the Brewers was last season, and I will look that up right now. But Zach Wheeler, I'm surprised that he didn't face. I thought he faced the Brewers the last time. Um, the Phillies played them, but I guess not. So, in his career against the Brewers, Zach is is a has a three and two record with an ERA of two four seven and fifty six strikeouts. So his last appearance against them was wow April twenty third two thousand twenty two in the uh, in a loss. Oh yeah, I remember he got he actually got beat up pretty good in this game hopefully he he turns that around because that was that was a game that they did lose and um shouldn't have but numbers you know favor zach um a little bit right now but you know the brewers just lost two out of three to the cubs i don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign because you're going to get a ticked off milwaukee team most likely so we'll see how the phillies Go about that, and the Bra and the Brewers trot out Freddie Peralta, eleven and eight win loss record, three nine five ERA for Freddie Peralta. Um, you know, I'm kind of surprised his ERA is that down. I thought he was having a pretty darn good year, um, but he did not pitch against the Phillies early on this season. So I thought he did. He didn't um, face the Phils. But, you know, so this will be their first look this season at Freddy Peralta. And then on Saturday, it's going to be Aaron Nola. Another nationally televised game on Fox. 4-3 OERA for Nola. Um, two good starts the last two times out. Can we make it three in a row? Fingers crossed. Um, but last time Nola faced the Brewers, he did a good job. Seven and a third, gave up two earned runs, got the win, 
and you know I think that was in the midst of a of an exciting time where you kind of thought that um, this was going to be a a, uh, a turnaround for Nolan and, and it didn't happen but he has a 6-1 record with an ERA of 2-3-0 and 76 strikeouts and 11 p- appearances against the Brewers um, so let's see what Nola has in store for for us um, next time out. Hopefully, you know Saturday things go well, and uh, we really, you know, see that confidence continue to ramp up. Um, and Sunday, it's so it's a Peacock game. Ranger Suarez on the mound, three eight eight ERA, two and six win loss record. Um, this is right now. He is on the 15-day IL. So I'm kind of looking at this and not too sure if Ranger's going to be trotting out there for that game. But you know what? I believe 15 days might be up since he went down. So maybe he will be. And he'll be facing Wade Miley. Um... 317 ERA for Miley, a 7 and 3 win-loss record this season. He so far this year did not face the Phillies this season. So another pitcher that the Phillies get their first look at um on the year. But you know, um for Ranger I don't think he pitched against the Brewers early on in the season. I'm trying to remember. Um, I know one was Nola, but I'm trying to think of who else there was. One was Walker. I can't remember the third. It may have been Christopher Sanchez. But um, for Ranger, yeah, he did not pitch um, against the Phillies, and neither did Wade Miley. So get a look at Miley um, and, you know, the Brewers, who I'm sure pretty much know Ranger, get a, get a look at Ranger as well. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much going to do it here. Look, I don't want to harp on people for getting too excited about the Phillies. Like, I'm not trying to be a grouch here and be a Scrooge. But I'm just saying, can we please be a little bit more cautiously optimistic here? I mean, you know, guys, come on. Like, let's pump the brakes. Let's be cautiously optimistic. Let's be, you know, we want to back this team and be excited for them. But let's remember we have a whole month left of this. And as I'm looking at the standings, you know... And where the Phillies sit, they're at a top, and they have a three-game cushion on the top spot. They're five games up, you know, in the wild card as a whole. But the Cubs, I mean, last ten games, they're dead even with you. Both teams are seven and three. And you're welcoming in, you know, a Brewers team that is currently three games up on the Cubs, and they don't want to lose their spot. So, let's just keep everything in perspective here, okay? Like, let's not get too crazy about this. 
let's relax, you know, I mean, I don't know if people think that, like, this is, like, the golden years of the Phillies back in the, from 07 to 11, it's not like that, you're not, you know, the last time this city really bought in hook, line, and sinker the whole season for the Phillies was 2011, and that whole year for most of these people, they had control. They were in the driver's seat. That has not been the case this year, and that wasn't the case last year. It went down to the final you know, weekend. Relax. We got a month of this. Save your energy. My God. And, you know, by the end of it, God willing, you will see a postseason game. You will see the Phillies out there in October. But you gotta relax. You know, you gotta pump the brakes. I mean, my God. So, that's my message to end this episode. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I'll talk to you, um, I guess, Sunday night when we'll discuss the Phillies going out to San Diego um, to take on the Padres. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And I'll talk to you next time. Next episode on the 610 podcast will be tomorrow on Thursday covering Penn State football, taking on West Virginia. It's the start of college football season. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get excited. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a good rest of your day. I don't need no care. Because you have.